Did you know that the Pop Culture Preservation Society depends on support from listeners like you to keep our podcast up and running? We are an independent operation, creating, producing, distributing, and promoting the podcast by ourselves and paying for it out of our own pockets because we love it and we think it's worth it to preserve the well-loved cultural nuggets from our Gen X youth. If you'd like to become a supporter of the PCPS, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and search for Pop Culture Preservation Society. Our Patreon supporters are like our pit crew, giving us the fuel we need to keep on trucking. And as a Patreon supporter, you'll also get special thank you gifts, like video recordings of our episodes, after the episode discussions, invitations to live events over Zoom, and the occasional blooper delivered straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of our society. Hey friends, how's everyone's summer going? Is it, um, it's July, right? It's July. <laughs> I think it's July. Where's my calendar? I gotta check. Okay, crazy. It's the summer, this that's summer all we know. Crazy uh-huh. bonkers. Yeah. Oh, putting it mildly, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. well, between the planned things that we had for mm-hmm. the summer and the unplanned surprises that have popped up, yep. hence, you know, yep. Wee Hawkin and some Walgreens <laughs> joggers. But also <laughs> the highlight of my summer so far. Yeah, that right? was a happy surprise. I was just going to say, too. <laughs> Um, lest our sorry listeners don't think that, oh, it's all so great for them. Like listeners, we all have had a crazy bonker summer for a lot of really great reasons, but we'll just say without getting into details, there's also some things that aren't so great that have popped up and that are happening and that we're all trying to, you know, deal with. And, and that's just life though, but you know, we're going to keep on trucking. It is the epitome totally. of life. And I, every single day I'm like, here I saw the video for that song Joy and Pain last night. Joy and pain and sunshine and rain. I'm like, yeah, that's my summer. That's summer. Yes, that's right. Summer joy and pain, sunshine and rain <laughs> for all three mm-hmm. of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I wish I had a good segue, but I don't. So I'm just gonna um, pop right into this because I was gonna tell you guys that I don't know about you, but summer always makes me think of the holiday. In Holodome. How's that for a segue? <laughs> does it really? <laughs> it does. You immediately go there. Summer, go right holiday, and Holodome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? The indoor pool, the video arcade, and the holiday mm-hmm. ends. I lived for stops there when I was a kid in the summer. That was that was bigger than Disneyland. I mean, let's just be honest. It was, you can go to Paris or you can go to the Holodome. <laughs> Which one do you want, 10-year-old Kristen? I'm taking the Holodome. I had a beautiful indoor pool experience in our um, Weehawken, New Jersey uh, sojourn, junket, whatever you call it, when we were stranded in Weehawken, New Jersey. And I I bought a swimsuit from Target um, and they delivered it to our hotel. <laughs> it wasn't even a swimsuit. It was like some shorts and, and a jogging bra or something <laughs> that would work as a swimsuit. It's like one of those and like 1940s swim dresses, it was, swim outfit. It was like, it was <laughs> my bathing uniform. costume. It yes, was a bathing, bathing costume. And I got in this indoor pool and there's nobody there. And it's got sort of that loud, dank, sort of mm-hmm. humid feeling to it. And there are big oh, yeah. skylights overhead. And I walked in the pool like a grandma. <laughs> and I walked and walked and walked in like slow motion. And my God, if I didn't feel 100% better after getting out of the pool. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Were you walking in place or were you walking like no, no. back and forth and back, back and, and forth? forth? I was doing laps. But like sideways because you, otherwise you would have gone underwater, right? Or was it oh, only like the four pool feet tall? in Weehawken is my favorite kind of pool. <laughs> it was three feet, nine inches all the way across. <laughs> It's a, it so it's basically like up to my shoulder. 
And so I look like the bionic woman running in slow motion. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm laughing so hard. You oh, need, a, you need to leave a, a Yelp review for them yeah, now. About the, this that is the so best great. indoor pool, especially for a short folk. Yeah, it was so great. And I felt like I'd gotten a massage when I got out. Oh my God. Oh, I can man, smell I it too. That. I can smell mm-hmm. that, that heavy It smelled chlorine. exactly the same. Was yeah. there like a Miss Pac-Man game at all in there? God, no? that would have been great. I, I should have made her a special request you for Miss Pac-Man. Well, because <laughs> I think the Holiday Inn Holodome should be like a mascot for Generation X. Well, mm-hmm. basically all motel pools in general, because when we crowdsourced this episode you're about to hear all about our Gen X summer road trips, we were flooded with comments and memories not just about the holodome, but all motel pools. It's it's like when we were children, none of us had ever seen a pool before. <laughs> right? <laughs> Even if you had a pool or a neighborhood pool, it mm-hmm. was not it was not a motel pool. And yeah, also, you guys, motel pools had slides and diving boards then. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even if they didn't, if it was no like, insurance. If it was a cement pond, you were still like, <laughs> they have a pool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. That's all you looked for when mm-hmm. you were pulling up. And gosh, we had some funny, kind of funny, I'm thinking of Michelle's <laughs> pool stories. Oh, Motel that's pool tragic. Stories. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. tragic. Yeah, so you'll, you'll hear that in, coming up. Yeah. Hear, yes, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Really traumatic. I'm surprised you'd ever want to go in a hotel motel pool ever again. Well, so I think bad. I told you I don't like to swim at night really anymore because of that. So oh, no spoilers. But I don't want to swim at night either. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness. Okay, so my dad has this this legendary story about his sister, who her name was Natalie, but they called her Bradley. And they're driving cross country from Massachusetts to California, and they would stop at a motel. And if they there was no pool, Bradley would whine and cry, and the whole family would get back in the car and keep driving until they found one with a pool. He said, all the way across country, it was all about the pool. Well, that's why our name makes perfect sense now. (laughs) just wanted to say that, too. That's why Natalie was such a Bradley. Uh Mm -hmm. We're still talking about it. That was like 1954 or something. They're still talking about it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. You guys, this was such a fun conversation to have um, between the stories we shared and some of the stories that our listeners shared. I loved the one. And again, you'll hear this in more depth in the episode, but how a mom put together a family songbook for the family as they hit the road, and they all got their own copy of road trip songs, I I guess. That was hysterical. I love that part. I love talking about the uh, disciplinary tactics because Mm -hmm. when you're in the car Mm -hmm. with your siblings for 17, 18 hours at a time, days on end, there's going to be some violence. Our parents were prepared. Well, sometimes they weren't prepared and that led to more violence. But (laughs) there are some stories that – things that our parents did that are so funny, including – I'm not going to give it up – what happened to Carolyn's husband's father when he was trying to swat everybody in the back seat with all the shenanigans – um, but my favorite disciplinary tactic, I think, was my friend Tony's mother, who's known as Grandma Kay, and what she would do with um, all of the kids' candy if they were misbehaving. It's genius. Yeah, it it's genius. And it kind of made me wish that we were going on more road trips so I could implement this disciplinary tactic. Right. All hail Grandma Kay. Okay, so here, this it, this is another road trip memory, and I can't remember if we covered it, this in the episode or not, but my husband and I were 
up north near the Canadian border in a tiny little town in a tiny little grocery store. It's the 4th of July and we want some treats. So we go into the store and we go to the ice cream aisle and we're wandering up and down trying to figure out what we're going to get. And we find ourselves in front of the giant buckets of Kemp's ice cream. Mm -hmm. And I said, someday we're going to get that bucket. We're going to get that bucket of ice cream. Because nobody buys the bucket anymore. And then Mike says, and when we finish it, we're going to keep it in the car for a barf bucket. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share an ice cream road trip story that I don't think I shared in the episode. One of my favorite memories um, from road trips was we were at Howard Johnson's family. So we didn't really go to the Holodome very often. But Howard Johnson's had pools too. But they also had the restaurants. And we talk about that in the episode but they had ice cream, and I remember being so excited because they had um, a special this summer where they had options that you could get a little ice cream sundae in a dish in the shape of a baseball cap. But it was all the teams were listed, so you could – I was collecting them that summer. Oh, so it's like, awesome. I got a Houston Astros <laughs> one, and then we were going to New York, so I'm going to get a Yankees <laughs> one. And because I was collecting them, that would mean that – guarantee that my parents would let us get the ice cream at the end because oh it's a collection then, yeah you got the collection so mm-hmm. i that is a distinct road trip family vacation memory for me as my Howard baseball. johnson had that figured out yeah yeah they, they were they so were good smart. at that they mm-hmm. catered to children a lot too though and like we said oh, listen, yeah they we did. talk about that in this episode but man that was the place to go uh so it turns out we're not the only ones who are fascinated with the memories from these family road trips of the 70s and 80s seth myers and his brother josh have a new podcast called family trips with the myers brothers where they ask their guests, um, their famous friends, basically, to relive their unforgettable road trips, which sometimes include sweet memories, but also might include some disasters. And I just listened to the episode with Amy Poehler, and it's super fun. They not only chat about her childhood and her childhood vacation memories, but they go off on really fun tangents for a lot that have nothing to do with road trips. Can you guys even imagine? <laughs> I don't know how that would happen. Podcast? People are so scattered. We're so, in such yeah. great company. Yeah, Next thing we know, we're going to have a late night talk show after this, I think. <laughs> I, think so. yeah, um, I loved it. Um, she's so she's so fun. You guys, she would be such a good friend of the PCBS. Yes, yeah, she, oh, she would. Amy Bourne. Listen to us. Um, but anyway, as of now, there are also episodes with Pete Davidson, Amy Schumer, and Seth oh. and Josh's parents. I can't wait to listen to oh, that Oh, I one. want that one. Mm-hmm. They are so funny. Do you Have you guys ever seen on his show, The Late Night Show? I think it's every Thanksgiving his yes. parents and his I brother come yes. on. And, oh, it is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Hysterical. Yeah, he I would much rather hear somebody's parents than famous people. Yeah. It'll be a good one. I haven't yeah. listened to it yet, so it'll be mm-hmm. a good one. It's um, like when David Letterman's mom would always come on. Mm-hmm. She was a little star. Yeah. But I do think that them creating a whole podcast around that, it speaks to the universal event of the road trip, right? Mm-hmm. Because like we yes. know when we asked our listeners and our followers on social media, I mean, we were flooded with stories of everybody wants to share and everybody has a great story. Amy Poehler is talking about she's the you know, the kind of difficult child stalking down the beach with her Walkman, just listening to the violent films by herself, like just making sure everybody knows I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here with you. That was me. And everybody, I had that exact experience when I was in a freshman in high Mm -hmm. school. We went to London and I was just like, I was just pissy the whole time. Hormones, man. 
And then did you get your parents would be like, we're in the happiest place on earth. How lucky are you that you get to go on a trip like this and you're off walking around with your Walkman on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, um, Kristen, make sure you listen to that Amy Poehler one because when she was describing herself at this stage of her life and she describes the way her family described her and she's super close with her family. But I was in my head thinking, that sounds like little Kristen. Oh, funny. that sounds like, so oh listen God. to it and see what you think. See what you, just because of things you've told us. Yep. Did. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Well, anyway, Amy Poehler and Amy Schumer might be very important people who share their own Gen X road trip memories, but we kind of think we scooped Seth and Josh a whole year ago with our very own very important people's memories. Our listeners, you guys' memories. Um, do you guys think that maybe they listened to this episode and it's what gave them <gasps> their idea? Oh, of well, course. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, regardless, everyone, grab your Mad Libs and your map and enjoy this encore of episode 77 from last July. And so this holodome in Elkhart, Indiana was like four stars and we were like a one star family, right? So this was like, this was the vacation. It was the halfway point on our drive, but it was like, enjoy it, kids, because it costs $17.95. Hello, world, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing We'll make you happy Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, a podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who know to let the hot water run out of the hose before drinking from it. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we'll be saving all the wonderful memories from our iconic childhood road trips, from the creative car games to our fascination with the vibrating bed and the roadside motel. Buckle up, but don't really, because most of us didn't wear seatbelts. And let's hit the road. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Hello, world. is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Welcome to season six. Season oh six. Mm-hmm. Oh, Episode wow. 77. <gasps> this little experiment just keeps on going. <laughs> right. So we just keep adding more, you know, things to the Bunsen burner and right. pour a little liquid here, <laughs> light a flame there. Watch what catches on fire. I know. <laughs> I love a new season. I love, you know, I haven't seen you guys for a while in this space and, and I get to just, I just, I can't even say it. <laughs> I can't. Kristen's so overwhelmed <laughs> with love and appreciation. <laughs> I get to share all of the things, just all of the things. And we're finding out that that's what the three of us are really kind of thriving on because the research and and the gathering of information is sort of an obsession for us, but it's the sharing of the information that is so fun. So it's like, I can't wait to see you guys. Yes. I know. 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 It's good to see you guys too. Um, And I love, I love our season we have ahead. We Mm -hmm. have some really, really fun conversations coming up and I really love today's episode road trip memories. Mm -hmm. It's just another one of our shared experiences. And I know a lot of people might argue, well, people still take road trips today. They still, I don't care. It's not the same. Not the same. This generation has 
some shared memories. It is the same that all the kids, the boomers have some shared experiences mm-hmm. and the millennials, but since Generation X is the best generation, our shared experiences rule. Um, well, our followers on Instagram and Facebook also had a lot to share about their own road trip memories. So should we get on the road? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it. guys, honestly, is there a better road trip movie than Vacation? I know. Right? Saw it at the drive-in with my whole family. It's like we road trip to the drive-in to see Oh, it. so good. So good. And it's one that I can still crack up at Me watching too. it now. Did you guys know that that, and that's a big summer movie, July 29th. Mm-hmm. So this week in 1983 was when Vacation was released. Uh, well, it was so much fun to read all the comments on our recent Instagram and Facebook posts asking our followers to share their road trip memories. I felt like a lot of us were crammed into the same car together (laughs) because one of the many things people shared that struck me, and actually it made me feel a lot better about my own childhood, um, is that hardly anyone wore seatbelts. Oh God, no. Oh gosh. I didn't even know we had them in the back. They were all buried. I felt so validated about my childhood Mm -hmm. when I read that. Um, I mean, we were free to roam around the car. Like, I remember crawling to the front, then from the front (laughs) to the back. And I also remember when we were in a car, um, we had lots of different cars, but like cramming myself up on that ledge where the rear windshield meets um, the back seats. You know, it's almost like a little mm-hmm. ledge. And I yep. would cram myself up there so my the face was kind of pushed up in the um, window <laughs> in the in the corner. And I would just stare at the clouds as we would drive. Or and it'd get I would hot just shit up there. Yeah, or I just lay down in the mm-hmm. back and sleep um on the back bench if there was room. Or, you know, mm-hmm. when you went on a car trip, you took you took pillows and if if oh, you weren't yeah. crammed in. Made a little fort. Yeah. Although I will say we didn't use seatbelts until we did. And it always oh. felt completely arbitrary. Like apropos of nothing. After we're like three days into our journey, and suddenly we'd be, my parents would be like, seatbelts, everybody put on your seatbelt. And we'd be like, why? Why now? We've been like totally hanging out back here for three days, and now you want to We've been partying back here. Yes. And it was like the biggest travesty. My we'd have family to put went through belt. a thing where the people in the front seat would wear a seatbelt, but nobody oh. in the back had to wear a seatbelt. Yeah, belt. you're safe in the back. <laughs> yeah, for some safe. odd you're reason. Safe. Yeah. You know what else we um we did not use in our car is the air conditioning. Oh, I don't even we think we had, had air conditioning. We had it. I and, don't think we but did. There was this myth, which has now been disproved, that when you use the air conditioning, it would ruin your gas mileage. So there was no air conditioning <sighs> until like, you know, your legs are sticking to the vinyl and <sighs> you're just a sweaty mess back there. And, and my, I remember my mom would turn around and she'd be like, dad said yes. And then once she said <laughs> that, we'd all like frantically roll up yeah. our windows. We were going to turn on the air. <laughs> the temperature dad reached 116. Yes. Dad yes. said yes. <laughs> um, well, one of our Instagram followers, Pumpkin's Mom 69, said her baby brother rode in the front passenger's foot well at oh, her God. mother's feet. <laughs> now, really Pumpkin's Mom 69, yeah. well, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Is the baby just down there, like, you know, wiggling around like a roach on its back or something? Like, well, you know, just this baby? <laughs> or is it in like the little plastic? Remember the little the car seat. seats were like a little pla- hard plastic bin? Well, we hung out um, in the footwell of the back seat of the car and my sister and I would fight over who got to sit on the hump that's what you we called wanted them. the hump yes. yeah, well oh, we, we did until hump. it burnt you like because one 
the transmission was going right under those parts. So the motor is kind of there and then the hot pavement and it would get so, so hot. And I have distinct memories of the carpeting in our car. It was really grizzly or grizzly. It was just crunchy. Yes. But I have, I think my sister at one point in time, I don't think on a road trip necessarily, but she had spilled some milk in oh our God. car oh and it had never quite smelled right. And it smelled really bad when it was summery time, but it also got extra crunchy in that part of the, yeah. of the, um, carpeting on the floor. And so when I describe that carpeting or think about it, I want to say crunchy. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it could break in, in parts, but we, yeah. I don't know why we thought like astroturf almost. Yes. It hurt. Mm-hmm. You're blowing my mind though now with the memory of wanting to sit on the hump and I would sit there and want to like color. I'd use the seat, you know, behind me. Yeah. To color. yeah it was like a little desk, but you're oh, blowing my mind like about how hot it got. Yes. I would have never thought of that again, Carolyn. Yes. I, I can almost like feel it right now on my butt cheeks. Yeah. 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 Well, so we're all crammed in the car, often Mm -hmm. literally packed in, and we hit the road. Now, there are no DVD screens. There are no iPads. There is no Nintendo. There are no Game Boy Switches or even Walkmans, for crying Mm -hmm. out loud. So what did we do? (laughs) Well, you guys, I think one of the things I enjoy most about this podcast is when our followers and society members share their road trip experiences or whatever, any Mm -hmm. experience they had during the the 70s and 80s. And I had the same exact one. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only person. Yeah. Uh, So there were several of those um, that came up when we asked our followers kind of what they did. How did they pass the time in the car? So some of the activities that I think probably a lot of us experienced were um, things like playing the license plate game where you tried to collect the license plates from all the different states. Um, there was the alphabet game, of course, and as one of our follow- followers reminded us, crossing your fingers so hard when you got to Q that you oh would God, see a billboard Q. for an mm-hmm. antique store because <laughs> there were very few <laughs> words that had Q in them. And I thought... I remember that. Uh huh. Or how many yeah. xylophone streets can there be? There just yeah. aren't that many xylophone <laughs> streets. Well, one of our followers also mentioned playing the initial game where you'd give initials of a famous person and then you get to ask some yes or no questions until you've guessed the answer. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. That sounds fun. It, I want to play that now. Well, let me tell you, I thought my mom invented it. So oh, when whoa. this <laughs> other follower shared, I thought, oh, I mean, it was nice to know someone else was playing the initial game, but also, huh, I guess my mom didn't invent it. And then I'm thinking, did a lot, were there like articles in Women's Day and Good Housekeeping, like how to entertain your child on a road trip? And uh-huh. they probably, kind of, readers um, digest. they probably, yes. Yeah. And yeah. they gave us some suggestions because car uh, games. Yes, car mm-hmm. games. And obviously, um, so many people read those people that mm-hmm. didn't. Barf um, were the ones who um, who read, and there were was everything from comic books. I was allowed to have comic books on our road trips, which were never anything else that I ever my, we ever purchased. But road trips oh. were comic books: Tiger Beat, Mad Magazine, Little House Books, Nancy Drew Books. Somebody mentioned Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So definitely reading. Mm-hmm. Several followers also mentioned that their mothers put together activity bags. Oh, Did my your did mother mm-hmm. do that either of yep. you? Yep. With dot to dots and things like that. Well, um, I want to read to you from um, a book that I found, which was so good, called Don't Make Me Pull Over 
an informal history oh of the family road trip. <gasps> really? And this was by, yes, by Richard Rattay or R-A-T-A-Y. Such a fun book. Oh, um, let's just, put that in the weekly reader this week. Yeah. Lots of fun facts um, about the American road trip and lots of – he shares a lot of details about his family's road trips, which were – Definitely 70s in our vibe time. So he wrote um, a great description about his activity bag, and they called it the game bag. The game bag was a paper grocery bag filled with every novelty, travel puzzle, and cheap toy my mother could buy at the local dime store. For starters, there were those handheld games in which the object was to navigate a tiny ball bearing through a maze into the eye holes of a cartoon face. Yes. Then I'd move on to the magic slate drawing pad. Next, there was Wooly Willy. A personal favorite. <laughs> I Wooly Willy was that the, one. I know, yeah. me too. Was the cartoon face of a nerdy looking white guy covered with a canopy of clear plastic holding black metal shavings. You used a magnet pen to pick up the shavings and drop them over Willie's face to create amusing beards, mustaches, and boogers. <laughs> oh yeah. Can I just mm-hmm. ask, can I just ask you guys though, when you were doing yeah. Wild Willie and you're in the car, you're having to hold it perfectly flat and so still. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the frustration at like getting the sideburns exactly right (laughs) and getting maybe a nice handlebar mustache and then you go Uh over a bump or the car turns and all those shavings just go sliding? Or when like there were those few that wouldn't fall off. Yeah. Like the yes. dingleberries of, <laughs> or, or the dingleberries of wild woolly. That's right. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Um, and then he said, um, they also had several invisible ink books oh, produced by a company called Yes and No, which mm. I, uh, several of our followers mentioned. My and then favorite. he went on to say that their family favorite game, and still to this day is one of my favorite games, is Mad Libs. Which I guess oh, it's oh, a game. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, give me a good Mad Lib any day and so funny. I am all there. Yeah. But as much as we shared in some of our um, activities and games and things we played in the car, there were a few activities and things people did that I had never heard of and thought were very mm-hmm. creative. So one of our um, society members, Kathy Horton, described a game that, at least to me, I had never heard of, where you would count people outside on your side of the car. And then when you saw a cemetery, you had to bury all your people, and then you had to start from zero again. Oh. Yeah. My friend Tony did that one, too, but they did it with farm animals. And then all their farm animals died, and they would start over. That sounds a little nicer than the people. And I thought this one was really nice. Amy Brown said her mother made songbooks for the trip, and they sang their way from California (laughs) to North Carolina. I want to know what songs. Is Amy's last name Von Trapp? Right. <laughs> Tell us some of those songs. Don't you guys just have this image of the whole family just happily singing with their songbooks totally. open? Oh, so gosh, cute, yes. What's the Now I'm like frantically trying to think of any song that I know. Got four wheels and a running board. Wait, it's Amy, if you're listening, please, please, please tell us, just for our own sanity, that there had to have been at least one family member who was like, I'm not singing this stupid song. <laughs> so you, you, like the camera's panning across Amy's family. Dad's singing, mom's singing in the back. Little Amy's got her songbook. <laughs> open she's singing maybe little brother singing and then we get to like the teenage angsty brother who's just uh-huh. like staring out the window like i'm not doing any of this family shit i'm not so oh, amy got please tell me there was a tin that's what it is got this great big hunk of tin nobody knows what shape it's in 
You guys are staring at yeah, me. Yeah, I'm thinking Got of songs like... Wheels and a running board. It's a Ford. Oh, it's a Ford. And I'm honk, thinking honk, more of like campfire songs thing. like Michael, yeah. row mm-hmm. your boat ashore. Yeah. Hallelujah. Or the... Um, um, just a boy and a girl Ooh, in a little canoe, canoe with the moon shining all around. You know, those little kids. That's songs. a Girl Scout song. song. So I think oh, our campfire right. girl might not know that. Yes. But yeah, we're the only campfire girl. Oh, that's right. Get out of this podcast, campfire girl. Because Where are my bluebirds at? You mentioned we didn't have Walkmen and obviously iPods and all that stuff. One, Several of our followers mentioned how they – hated having to listen to whatever their parents oh. wanted to listen to oh, on the radio. radio. Oh, my God. And yes, 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 yes. Named like Roger Whitaker. Do you guys oh, remember? God, oh, God, no. My parents loved Roger Whitaker and Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Oh, sorry, followers. That's why you don't Carolyn, like Neil Diamond. I don't I like. still love Neil Diamond. Oh. But that's maybe because my parents weren't that into it. That's, yeah. Maybe yeah. So I can like to it. Listen. Well, I am one of those people – I was a reader in the car. And you guys, Mm -hmm. now that makes me nauseous even thinking about it. Like I could never. I can't even read two sentences without Mm -hmm. telling my husband. Like I and I I'm so dumb. It's like rookie mistake. I do it and I'm always like, I think you're gonna have to pull over. I can't Um, even look at my phone. I read all the time. I mean, it was Beverly Cleary. It was Judy Bloom. As I got older, I would take stacks of Sweet Dreams romance books, and I would take as many as I was allowed to fit. Like, I would be like, I can fit one more. I can fit one more. And I would sit on the, in, like, behind the seat if there was room, and I would read and read, and then I would reread them. And that's what I would do. I would just read and read. Um, and but- not barf. No, I know. Wow. And, and this was in the back seat. And also, wait, not just the back seat. My stepfather smoked a pipe. In the car. In the car. Now, I do. Did you guys get car sick ever? No. Because Mm -hmm. I did get car sick, I remember, um, twice, but I don't feel like it was from reading. One time we were in the California Redwoods. So the car was, um, you know, winding Mm -hmm. on the road. Mm -hmm. And we had just had brunch at like a hotel and I had strawberry waffles. Oh, God. And my stepfather had the windows rolled up with his pipe, but the car is going like hairpin back and forth. And I kept saying, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Thankfully, he pulled over and I threw up strawberry waffles in the pine needles of the, of the, um, Redwoods. That was very specific. But you're welcome. (laughs) Um, But reading didn't do it. But my favorite, other than reading, those yes and no invisible ink books. Uh-huh, I, I could, it. and then I would buy more at gift shops. Like I yeah. couldn't get enough of those. I loved the little battleship game. I loved Hangman on those. And then, do you guys remember this game? You would make a grid of dots, and then you take turns making a line oh, connecting yes. a dot. And you want to be the one oh, to yeah. make it in a square. And then you put your initial in the square, right. and you can't retrace. No, you and and sometimes someone has set it up so that someone can just go square, 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 square. You know, with mm-hmm. just one, one little line. Um, so my sister and I would play that. Um, um, what about you, Kristen? Um, I had a little transistor radio that theoretically could get TV stations. And so I, I spent the whole time just trying to tune in TV. And sometimes I remember just one time I got a little bit of all my children. I'm like, oh, my God, is that Erica? Oh, my God, is Erica? So like and the then, whole way, is it just going? Yes. 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 But you're you know, determined. Like, Damn that probably you, mother. Was yes. A way to keep you occupied. Yes. Gosh, it, was, it was like, um, 
even though I wasn't actually getting any content at all, because you, you're constantly moving and right. you catch the TV station and then it's gone in five minutes. But right. I continued. I wouldn't let up. <laughs> it was the thrill of the hunt. It was the thrill of the hunt. And then sometimes you just have to make up your own fun, right? And once on a road trip with our neighbors in their Chevy Caprice Classic Woody station wagon, <laughs> we kids all got to sit in the backpack. Oh. Did you guys, what did you guys call it? Everybody has a different name. We called for it. it the way back. There's the way back. The we way, didn't have way a back, station wagon, and that and we called it the backpack. Um, so we were all lined up on the bench seat. I swear to God, there were like six children back there. Again, I'm no thinking, how cool no. to go on a road trip with another family. Oh, it was really great. That. It was really great, especially because it's like it's like nobody knows what's happening back there. It's like <laughs> Russia. Is that and the one they, that faces backwards? Yes, is, it faces, yeah. and it was in a square. It's just like in Charlie Brown when they're going to his grandma's house for Thanksgiving and they're all right. sitting in a little square. That's exactly what it was. And in what we discovered was that there was a little trap door in the floor. It was like a loose panel or something. And if you pried it up, if you jimmied it loose oh and my God. pried it up, you could look straight down to the asphalt. <gasps> to the road? To the road, which is hurtling by at 70 miles an hour. Like, if you put your hand down there, you oh lose your hand. Oh, my God. I would yes. have I would have been terrified. Oh, we thought it was the best thing ever. Did and you so throw then we stuff gathered down up, it? Yeah, we gathered up Rocks. all of the McDonald's hand puppets, which were basically like sandwich bags, you know, that <laughs> yes. had hamburger on it or Mayor McCheese on it. Yes. You just put your hand in the little sandwich yep. bag. And we would crunch up the hand puppets and we would poke it through the hole and then we'd pop up and look out the back to watch it crash into the car behind us. So, and I, and I just told this to my mom now and she's like, what? I had no idea. And I don't know how they didn't know. Cause basically it looked like this. <laughs> Christian's bending down everyone. Now she's popping yes. up. Like she's looking behind her, bending down, popping up. Bend- you guys were such litter I bugs. No litter I know bug, we were. Litter bug. Yep. We Do you guys bad. remember how that was such a sl- that was like such a slur? To oh, call someone litter bug. Litter bug. Yes, it was. Um, as an adult, now I know that some of those games that we played in the backseat were huge deceptions because they were actually ruses by our parents to keep the peace in the backseat because it was like the wild wild west back there, like it the was- quiet game. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I had one game that was so bad. My dad had a game called Abraham Lincoln. And we, what you did in Abraham Lincoln is you would put your feet on the floor and then you put your hands on your legs so that you're basically imitating the uh-huh. statue in the Lincoln Memorial. And the first person to move is the loser. And that's it. You're just the that's loser. It. It's not that's like the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you start it over. Because it was yeah. never like, well, what do you lose? That was enough back then. Oh, you were just the loser. the loser. Yes. And I remember it would just be like this proclamation out of the blue. My dad would be like, okay, okay, it's time to play Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I love that. And I that. remember sitting there with my hands on my legs going, what are we doing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly know it, but I'm going to win. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to win. There was a lot of need for discipline in the backseat because, you know, your mom could only reach your hand back there like (laughs) your mom's back there. She's swatting back and forth. I wish you guys could see Kristen. It's the perfect impression. I think you must have done that with Liam. You must have done that once or twice Can I share a funny story about that? Well, I guess it wasn't funny at the time, but um, a a legendary story in Andy's family is that exact scenario, except it's, it's his dad. So his dad's driving plus <laughs> oh God, reaching back there. And he dislocates his shoulder. <laughs> yes. And he is in a great deal of pain. So they have to it's go to this little town. Kids. 
and find a doctor. Oh and it's like a Saturday or a Sunday or something <gasps> ridiculous. But somehow it's it's old towny enough that they knock on some door where like it's a doctor sign outside, but it's also oh his house. Oh my <laughs> and God. they go in and the story, as his dad would tell it, is the guy's got a cigarette, the doctor, <laughs> the doctor. and he just pops his shoulder <gasps> back in. And they get back on the road. And he they, didn't say, how did you injure yourself, Mr. Um, Cochran? I mean, maybe, I'm you know, he said bet. my kids were being assholes or my, something. And I I'm going to bet the kids were real good after that. Oh, you better uh-huh. believe it. It was my um, brother-in-law, Doug, who had done something smart-alecky. I don't know what. And he did not even – Andy said he didn't, Doug didn't say one word the rest of the trip. <laughs> the whole oh, vacation yeah. they were just like, zip. Um, they didn't so, need yes. any threats because we – I would love to hear what other people's threats were that we didn't get too much of that in the comments. And I know that there were good threats mm, out there. I bet. And one of my moms was always that she was going to pull over just like in the, in the book that you just said, Carolyn. And she'd yep. be like, do you want me to pull over? <laughs> I will. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, no, but, but then what is the, where's the threat? <laughs> she never did pull over. We never did. But the funniest, you guys, this is the best. This comes from my friend Tony. Again, his mom, affectionately known as Grandma Kay, would take all the kids the day before their road trip began to the candy store where they each got to fill one of those white bags yeah. full of the little square cellophane wrapped Brock's candies. They could fill up a whole bag. All three kids. Oh. They each got their own. And then Grandma Kay would keep all those bags of candy in the front seat with her. And then if they started fighting, Grandma Kay would reach her hand into one of the bags of candy randomly. Any one of the bags. She did not look. It doesn't matter who started it. She's going to reach her hand into randomly one of those bags and then throw it out the window. (gasps) (laughs) Little bugs. All of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wish what she would do. Shut up. See what I think Grandma Kay should have done. And if I was Grandma Kay, I would randomly reach my hand into one of those bags and then I would just start eating it. And Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. and just chewing Mm -hmm. it real loud. Like, thanks "Mm, kids. This nougat. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the image of her like roll, for she roll down the window. There's no button. You got to (laughs) roll. Grab that candy. Throw it out the window. Tossing those orange slices and those little caramels (laughs) out the window. If you like what you hear, let us know by becoming an official supporter of the Pop Culture Preservation Society on Patreon. This show is created, researched, produced, distributed, edited, and paid for by us, Kristen, Carolyn, and Michelle. And your support allows us to keep the lights on and keep on trucking. For the price of one or two cups of coffee a month, you can become a supporter by going to poppreservationists.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Or go to our link in bio on Instagram and find the Patreon link in our link tree. We appreciate you and thank you so much for helping us do what we love. While many of our listeners and followers had to brown bag it, for instance, Barry Herndon said her dad would always fry chicken the night before they left and they'd stop at a roadside park for lunch. She remembers it being the best chicken ever. She also brought up roadside parks. They don't really have those anymore. They have rest areas. But do you remember they would just Mm -hmm. almost have like picnic tables on the side of the Mm -hmm. highway that you could just pull pull over over. and stop? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cars are whizzing past you. I think um, my mom would sleep at some of those places. Like when she was a kid, they didn't, they would not stay in motels or anything. They would camp, but they didn't go to a campground. They just pulled over and put right. their bedrolls out. It was probably at these little roadside it parks. It probably was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana M. Williams also remembers great picnics at roadside picnic tables. Amy Hansen 
2017, says she remembers salami sandwiches that were warmed by the engine of the car in the brown bag. That's ingenious. That is so retro. That is so. That could be from the Depression. (laughs) Grapes of wrath. My corn pone and my my honey biscuits. We always had um, either bologna or budding meats, but we couldn't have mayo on them because it was perishable. So there would always be mustard. Not all like mustard. Well, there's no air conditioning in in your car. Right, you can't have the air conditioning. That's right. Um, And they were always wrapped in waxed paper. And my mom would pack this giant Coleman cooler for days, the packing of the cooler, (laughs) the planning. I mean, no mayo. That's part of the plan, right? But you know what we did not have Hmm. was water. There was no, you didn't drink anything in the yeah, car. I don't think we there had was water no, either. No, you just, if you were thirsty, you just had to wait till you pulled over and got the cooler out. But we got, and we then, had soda. We were allowed oh, to have some special, cans of soda. Right? That was yeah. very special. Oh, yeah. That we, we froze ahead like, of time, um, you know, in the oh, freezer. And then sometimes it would explode. And then you would wrap it That's in foil. Awesome. Foil. Yeah. I like doing field trips. trips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. But we also did it for road trips. So you couldn't, was, I mean, wow. there were no bottles of water. The idea of no. buying water. Right. Who you would buy you water? Could you even no. buy it? I was no, it even in couldn't. a milk jug then? No. I don't even think no, so. it couldn't. And so if you wanted water, you had to go to the drinking fountain at the rest stop and slurp. Or you brought right. a thermos, an old school thermos, and Maybe filled your thermos. thermos with your water. But it was probably not water in your thermos. It was probably like country time lemonade. With, I was just about know, to say, because of, like half the sugar. If we were thinking of having a beverage, I doubt it was ever water. It was always no, probably it was, like... it was lemonade. Yeah. And we had yeah. the big the big pic- Coleman picnic jug with the little spigot, little spigot. on it, right? Yeah. Of course. Was it plaid? Uh, we didn't have a plaid. Or was it just the red and green. white? Oh, dark green Ours and then like green. the tan. Yes. Dark green and tan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so... So, like I said, many of uh, many people did brown bag it, but something many of our followers and listeners have very vivid memories of are the places that that stopped to eat along the way, especially mm-hmm. that one with the iconic orange steepled roof. Yeah, R. you know R. what we're P. talking about. R.I.P. to the Howard Johnsons, oh. whose you guys, their very last Howard Johnsons closed. Three weeks ago. It did. Three weeks ago. The very last one. It was in Lake George, New York. Can you believe the timing of that? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Crazy. We almost never, almost never ate at a restaurant. Never. It was always the cooler at the rest stop. So when we saw the orange roof um, of the Howard Johnson's along the highway, we would start crying like, please, for the love of God, please. (laughs) And your dad's like, Abraham Lincoln. Yes. (laughs) hundred more miles, hundred more miles. Um, that orange roof was on purpose and their visibility from the highway was on purpose to make kids like me see it from the highway and go, please, please. (laughs) I mean, no joke. That was part of their business plan was to catch our eye and make us go, Hmm, maybe I don't want a bologna sandwich with mustard. (laughs) Maybe I want something else. But when my grandma was with us, we were more likely to stop probably because she was smashed in the back seat with us kids (laughs) with her feet on the hump. And she was like, Oh my God, I'll pay. I'll pay. Get me out of here. 
So when we had the great privilege of stopping, it was often at a Hojo's. And I always got the clam strips, which sounds like that was the case for a lot of people. What and was it about those clam strips? I never, I'll, I don't know what I you know guys what are talking is. about because I didn't oh, have you them. Don't? Well, I didn't, I, I was a, I was a picky eater and we would okay. stop at Howard, Howard Johnson's, but I was ordering probably cheeseburger and french fries. So, or grilled sure, cheese and french dog. fries. Anything yeah. that mm-hmm. sounded fishier that it came from the ocean, I'm staying away from. So tell me what's so special so about the clams. It turns out that clam strips were popularized by Howard Johnson's because there are tons of people who served fried clams, but they served the whole clam with the gushy belly. And oh. Howard Johnson knew that, you know, the average American is not going to take a big bite into a clam belly. So he would fry up just the, the foot, foot, which, and by when they say foot, I, I don't, know. do they really mean foot? I mean, I really hope it's not an actual foot. It um, is. It is. Is it a foot? Well, it's in the little that. part that comes out and helps oh, them God. kind of move. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So I guess that's the, the least offensive part. And you fry up. Pretty much anything. If you fry it enough, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be good. Because it's really about the true. tartar sauce. It's all about getting the tartar sauce to your mouth. Um, so that's what most people talked about. He also added, when I say he, there was literally a guy named Howard Johnson's. He added extra butter fat to the 28 flavors of ice cream at Howard Johnson's. <gasps> and that was what everybody talked about. It was the clam strips and the ice cream, the clam strips and the ice cream. But I also remember the menus at Howard Johnson's. The menus were really special for children, the children's Mm -hmm. menu. Um, It might be a map of the United States Uh with fun facts on it. But I remember these menus that had elastic strings on them and you could poke out eyes and make it into a (gasps) mask. Oh my God, Kristen. (laughs) Oh my God. That just, did I just hooster do you? You just hooster do me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. The other pit stop that people mentioned a lot was Stuckey's. And Stuckey's was a true truck stop. And I thought truck stop meant gift shop. Oh, I didn't see I didn't and see any trucks around. And yeah, I just thought it was like, oh, gift shop on the highway. That's what a truck stop is, right? And Stuckey's is famous for its um its pecan log roll, which mm. is appropriate because Stuckey's actually started as a roadside stand selling pecans or really? pecans or pecans, pecans. or pecans. Yeah. pecans. However you Wherever you live in the United States, everyone. Mm -hmm, Your pronunciation. Um, The other one that people mentioned a lot was Nickerson Farms, which I had never heard of before. It makes sense. If we never, if we never stopped to eat and there was no orange roof, how would I know about it? Right. And not coincidentally, Nickerson Farms was actually started by a former Stuckey's employee who was like, screw you, Stuckey's. I'll give you Nickerson Farms. Um, And Gail D88 says this about Nickerson Farms. The payoff for leaving before the crack of dawn was getting to stop and have breakfast at some place along the highway. In the Midwest, there were these utopias called Nickerson Farms. They had the best breakfasts, and we could order, in all caps, chocolate milk oh, with our French the toast. Best. The best, right? They also had these little pegboard games that were on every table to help while away the time while you waited for your order to arrive. And the games all had a sticker on them that let you know you could purchase one of these sweet games in the gift shop. Be still my heart. Isn't that right? So true. That memory of the triangle pegboards with the little golf tees on the restaurant tables. I always, always played them. I always wanted Mm -hmm. to buy one in the gift store. I'm almost positive I did at one point. You know, we always had like our allowance to go with us. And those were some big decisions you had to make. But um, the restaurants, 
and the truck stops with the gifts the gift shops were yep. the best. I was all about buying postcards, pressed pennies. A lot of our followers commented that they still collect pressed pennies because it's a great thing to still collect that doesn't take up a lot of space. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. still see yeah. those pressed penny things. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Put in a dollar, get out a penny. Um, <laughs> and of course, I collected anything, anything with my name on it. I don't care what yeah. it was. If I saw that it said Michelle you with two L's, look. it was mine. Yeah. Um, and I loved, loved getting... Mexican jumping beans, which I don't guess are very PC today, like, no. right? Like, <laughs> but I'm quite certain there are many, many tiny acrylic boxes of little beans with dead worms in them oh, in, my, in a box in my mom's garage somewhere. I never understood what it was, so I wasn't going to risk it because I was like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. they, they really Oh, I would hold why. them so carefully in my hand and oh. I'd be so mad if I got one that was jumping, jumping, jumping when I bought it. You know, you're just probably like 50 cents, 75 cents. And mm-hmm. then when I'd get in the car, I'd, I'd, I'd pick the one with the most active beans. And always when I'd get in the car, they'd just lay there silent. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. My beans Nothing. are dead. Ghost beans. Oh. Yeah. What about I you guys? Say, what did you love to get? Well, if I ever saw my name on one of those license <laughs> plates or, or anything, I'd have to grab it. Oh, anything. I yeah. never saw yeah. my name on yeah. those. There'd always be Caroline. Yeah. No <laughs> offense to the Carolines out there, but please. Or Carol. But there was never Carolyn. I was so sad. So much so that I believe when I, I mean, I'm telling the truth, when I named my children, it had to go through the filter of <laughs> would they be able to find their names on a license plate mm. in a souvenir store? Because that's that impacts you. It's true oh when you walk away from that little turning, that little mm-hmm. turnstile yes. thing. And looking, you're like, looking. Well, and you, be Beth, and then right, huh. Amy, Jessica, Lisa, Jennifer. Well, there was always a Michelle, but there was a lot of times with one L. Really that's wrong. Oh yeah. No, it seems so like the wrong. double L is the right yes. way to spell it. I mean, did they have any idea when they're stocking those things, when they're creating all those those license plates? They had no idea that they were actually causing trauma. <laughs> really? It's, it's true. I would be so sad. Yeah. I would run to those every time. Yeah. And really anything personalized. Sometimes there were anything. toothbrushes yes. or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. It and my brother was Eric with a K, and they always had Eric with a C. Right. And so oh, they so might have Kristen and Eric, but both of us the wrong spelling. Yeah. You walk away bereft. <laughs> What am I going to put on the back of my banana seat bike? <laughs> I always thought the big pencil for me was really big. I love well, the big excuse pencil. the pun. Um, <laughs> yes, it was obviously really big. It was like a foot long and it was like the girth of a quarter. Mm-hmm. You couldn't write with it. You could, but I tried. I tried. Oh, of course. Um, and then back scratchers. Were loved big. them. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know when scratcher. everybody's back got so itchy, but we all needed back scratchers. And sometimes I could con my dad into buying a little box of Luden's cough drops. Cherry. <gasps> to oh. eat like candy. Like candy. Yeah. Like dad. <laughs> oh, dad. <laughs> a cough drop. <laughs> you want me to be quiet in the back seat, don't you? Yes. I'm going to be coughing the whole, the next six hours. Speaking of oh. big pencil, did you guys have the, the pen, uh, like the big pencils? It was vinyl and up at the top yes, where the eraser would be, it's a little zipper yes. that unzips oh, gosh, and you could put so your much. pencils in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a I loved those. Yeah. Pencil mm-hmm. bag. Yeah. But you know what else they had so much of? And it didn't even matter where you were. Stuckey's was a big one on this. So the souvenir novelty aisle, it had a lot of, Native American things. Oh, God. Totally. It didn't even matter if you were in Georgia or whatever. And like, I remember having primary colors. Yes. And I remember having this, the drum. Like, there was a drum with that really pulled tight (laughs) thing. 
Why they let us get like a cow drum skin on my shirt in the back <laughs> seat? You, you don't yes. want you don't want a drum. You guys, it's like it's horrifying, and the, my horror is testament to how far we've come as a society. Because I, we begged. I remember my brother and I begged for these headdresses, and I, I pray to God that there were no native people watching us cruise down the highway with our, you know, red, yellow, and blue Indian headdresses on. It's horrifying. It's the very definition of cultural appropriation. And it came Mm -hmm. from no tradition. No, It came from exactly no tribal nation. 100%. But it's also the very definition of our 70s childhoods, because not only did you get stuff like that at at gift stores, no matter what state you were in, Mm -hmm. when you weren't on a road trip, you were running around in your front yard. With them on. Yes. Yeah. Beating on the little oh, drum playing. Guys, it's just, it's oh, so cringy now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so cringy. And there were but, like, I had, there were rabbit feet that hung down what? in front of my ears from the headdress. It's just, and they were probably blue. They were like dyed purple. Oh, the poor rabbits. Remember I rabbits know. Feet. Oh my God. Rabbits feet. Thank you. That mm-hmm. was another thing I always bought. And, and you could feel the little claws. Yes. Yes. I know. I didn't know why people like that. I, I, I didn't was, either. I Once thought I, I felt my first something. claw. I yeah, didn't want it well, I didn't know why. Why do we want this? I couldn't figure that well, out. They were lucky, supposedly. Not for the rabbit. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the souvenir Nagahide wiener dogs with the state <laughs> names printed on the sides? There were a lot of wiener dog things in the seventies. There were. I remember the autograph ones. Oh, yes, okay, right same. On the wiener they, dog. They uh-huh. had a little place for the pen. No, no. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know what you're oh. talking about. No, these are souvenirs with. Oh. With the states, you're going to collect them from, and they're naga hide. They're kind of like a shiny um, leather. Fifteen wiener dogs. <laughs> Our Instagram follower Suze Duggard writes remembers having a pale blue one with Kentucky on it, and I asked her to DM us a picture, and she did. And when I saw it, <gasps> I was completely hooskerdoed. So oh. I'm going to post it in stories this week, because I bet okay. when you see it, you two will go, oh, I don't know that I, I need a reminder. One. Yeah. Well, and how about this? How about this one? Sarah Schneider Smith remembers getting a Hagen Reneker porcelain animal glued to the paper backing every road trip, that. the little tiny porcelain animals and their little feet had like little dots of almost like yes, hot little, glue. Little, and it was, yep. and a little square of paper. This was uh, my husband's, um, souvenir of choice always all the little ceramic animals and then you would you would peel them off you could peel them off the paper but and make a little display on your window yeah, little I squirrels didn't know they had a name and, i had no idea well ducks yeah so it's i think it's either hagen renneker or hagen renneker but okay. i'll post both in stories this week because i think i That's think it'll come back to, to you when you see them yeah um but i would argue that the piece de resistance did I do that right, Kristen? I have to you check did. with my French tutor. A piece, um, piece de resistance. Piece de resistance. You have to make your face. I have to talk like, and I have to do my hands. You have to do um, your hands. Of the road trip was at the end of that long day, pulling up to the motel, and if it had a pool, and if that pool was indoor, I don't know about you guys, but like my entire Christmas. body would just explode. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yep. to this day. I remember that the Holiday Inn Holodome in Boise, Idaho had the greatest indoor pool of my life. Now, do I remember why we went to Boise, Idaho, went through Boise, Idaho multiple times? No. Was that Holodome indoor pool most likely just a large oval um, in a room that smelled very strongly of chlorine? Yes. But my memory of that Holodome pool, it's like freaking Typhoon Lagoon at Disney World. Totally. It is huge in my mind. And 
if the pool, the motel pool had a slide or a diving board, we're not best leaving. trip ever. That's vacation. I yeah. remember my mom breaking the news to us that she had just made a reservation at the Holodome in Elkhart, Indiana. She had ordered the hotel motel guide from AAA <laughs> and you'd page through the book. You'd get your big map and then you'd look at where you could stop and then you'd page through the book. And they had a list of every hotel and motel along the interstate highway, interstate highway system with a star rating. With the stars. With the stars. <laughs> What you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go And so this Holodome in Elkhart, Indiana was like four stars. And we were like a one-star family, right? So this was like, this was the vacation. It was the halfway point on our drive. But it was like, enjoy it, kids, because it costs $17.95. So you better enjoy it. And you could, it had an arcade. So I was going to ask you that. What else did the Holodome yes. have in it? All I remember is arcade and the okay. pool. Well, um, one of the things I remember about the pools was making friends. Like from other oh, really? states. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes, you know, they'd have the cool ball or toy and, you know, you'd be like, what's your name? Oh, you know, Billy or Mary. Oh, okay. And then you throw the balls and or whatever you're going to play with and I would make little friends. Or you'd get up a rousing nice. game of Marco Polo with some of yeah. the other vacationing kids. Well, as you yeah. got older, you know, there was like the elementary school road trips when you were, you know, kindergarten through fifth. Then there were the middle school road trips where you're a little more like, oh, hmm. I'll play chicken. Let's play yep. chicken. Mm -hmm. um, well, many of our listeners commented on the joy of the motel pool and the holodome, and especially loved swimming at night. Oh, do you guys remember? Yeah, it was magic. Because mm -hmm. you oh, were arriving lights. after a long day's drive, yes. right? So it was most likely nighttime, especially mm -hmm. if you went 100 more miles. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly it's just with that light. It just gave that water that just light. this cool yes. glow. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I loved it too so much until we were on a road trip or a moving road trip one time. And we went out to swim with our towels and everything. And the whole pool was shut down. And there was an ambulance. And there was <gasps> oh, um, God, stretchers going away and everything. And they said, pool's closed. And we said, why? Like when we checked in, the pool wasn't closed. What just happened? The light like short-circuited and it electrocuted a man that was in the <gasps> pool. A couple of things. One... In mine and my sister's story, like that night, he's dead. Like he's just, no one ever, we don't know if he died or not. Yeah. Um, but in my mind, my, this whole, my whole life, he's, he died. He, he fried in the pool. And two, <laughs> I've never swam at night again without, no, I have, but without being a little bit scared thinking, am I about to get electrocuted? You're looking where, where are the outlets? Where I imagine outlets? myself as yeah. like the eel and, um, in, Little Mermaid, you know, when the eels go, yes. and like, it's like an animated eel that like lights up. I imagine the man was just like doing some laps and then all of a sudden his whole body just, Zzz. yeah. But what some, we do have some other great hotel, motel <laughs> memories from um, our society members. Um, and I'm sure that um, Kristen and Carolyn, you guys have some as well. But mm -hmm. um, what about the ice machines? Oh, oh, we always fought over who got to get Same. the ice. It was like the kid who got to run the movie projector in your classroom. And we would, <laughs> it would like knock down drag out fights. Who gets to go get ice? And I loved the, the plastic cups 
that had the saran wrap yes. cover and you knew you were staying at like a fancy hotel if they were glass, if the glasses oh, were glass yeah. with the little crazy. paper cover on top. Like yes. that was just different. That was next level. Well, I remember um, we'd always go and uh, my mom would get the phone book out. This was every hotel, motel. In your hotel? Yes. In, okay. the, in the drawer, there's usually yeah, yeah. next to the Bible, with there's the, Bible. the phone book. Right. <laughs> and we would have to look up our last name. To see if there were any other, because our last name was spelled R E I C H, see if there were any other riches. And then her main name was Rizbarski. And so we'd look that up every once in a blue moon, we'd find a Rizbarski and she'd contemplate calling them. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Are you related to me? <laughs> That's right. She was convinced they had to be related somehow. So I just always remember. And even then when my kids were little and we'd go, now there are no more phone books in there. No. But I think early on when I would we would road okay. trip with the kids, it'd be like, let's go see if there are any other Cochran's with an E in the phone book. You're Husker doing me a little bit. Now, we've used Husker do like 10 times in this episode because now I'm remembering my dad getting the phone book out and he would just look for funny names. He wasn't looking for our <laughs> names. And if he found, if he found a rhyming name... It was like Bonanza. I remember he found Gordon Borden one time, and he was so excited for Gordon Borden. Isn't it a weird concept to think back that there was a giant book where all of our names, addresses, and phone numbers were listed? For the whole world. That just yeah. seems like mm-hmm. such an invasion of privacy um, I, as, as I'm sitting here on a computer where you can find out just about <laughs> yeah, anything right. about anybody or right. anything you want. Um well, what about speaking of um, going back? Speaking of the bathrooms, what about the toilet seats that had that sanitized for your protection paper strip <laughs> over them? What a, what a memory! That's from Society member Marvel Ann. Ann um, says they'd rush in to break them with a pretend karate chop. Chop. <laughs> I imagine Lucky that's you. like fighting over the ice bucket. It's like who's going to yes. get in there first, and then I wonder how many how many times Anne or her siblings' hand just went right down into that Oops. water. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, hope um, it was sanitized for your protection. My favorite, I feel like, memory that was shared on Instagram that I had totally forgotten about also comes from Marvel Anne. So Anne, thank you for this one. She reminded us of the vibrating beds. <laughs> Right? Yes. It was like a carnival ride. She just blew my mind. Anne Mm -hmm. said, um, I mean, magical, magical creation. And Anne said this, we would always hope to stay in a roadside motel with the vibrating massage beds. We begged for quarters. Then we three kids would lie crosswise over the bed and giggle and try Mm -hmm. to talk like robots (laughs) as we shook. We did that too. Did you guys do that? Yes. Uh, Hello, my name is Michelle. She says, these motels didn't look disreputable, so I assume the beds were intended for weary travelers or traveling salesmen (laughs) and kids. I'm thinking nice thought, Anne, but I'm guessing you are incorrect. Isn't that funny? But we had no idea. And I remember we would beg my dad. We weren't going to ask my mom. We'd beg my dad and he would do the quarters and my mom would always be pissed. And she'd be like, Gordy, what are you doing? Like, how would she, how would my mom think that we would have any idea that that was for sex? I think I remember in my memory, I should say, 
Um, I was told when I asked, what is this for? <laughs> it was to make for your muscle, like a massage, like, like a truly oh, massage. Sure. Bit. Like, yeah. oh, you're so tired. It's going to help yes. your back feel better after a long day, which muscles. that could have been, um, a good marketing ad too. I loved, we were allowed to jump on the bed. Like we never could yes. we jump on the beds at home, but from we one bed to the other. Yes. yes, yes. When it yes. was lava, there was yes. lava down oh, in lava that little in between. Yeah. Yes, in between. Yeah. Yes, and we had to jump, and I could do like the jump on my butt, like it was a trampoline. <laughs> totally, and you didn't get in trouble. No, we were allowed to. We were allowed. I, I guess they figured yeah. we had been sitting in a car for so long, and they wanted us to be tired when it was time right. to go to bed. So <laughs> yeah. jump yeah, away. Yeah. I'm sure the people below us, if we were in a two story motel, would have been thrilled, but. Well, one of the last memories we're going to share is um, one that I love. Um, a lot of you listening, a lot of our social media followers mentioned collecting the brochures and the guidebooks. That's Did you guys brilliant. do that? Like, yes. I would grab a ton mm-hmm. of brochures from the big, you know, easel thing of the rack of brochures, and then I would play travel agent in the back seat. Um, I would be like, oh, you would like to go to see this, you know, these dinosaur statues? Well, hang on just a second and I'll see if that time's available, you know, or mm-hmm. or the, you know, the water slide. Oh, moment. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Well, I um I have distinct memories of um, our triptych. So the AAA triptych, which was in that. So in addition to the books you were talking about, yep. Kristen, where, you know, they'd also list like the historical places you could stop and that kind of thing. But in the triptych, it was your specific route that you were taking. And I remember going to AAA. This was an experience. And you'd sit down with one of the reps and they'd Whoa. have the highlighter and they'd go through and they'd be like, okay. And they would t- tell you what you're going to be doing. And then they highlighted it as they spoke to you with a real highlighter so oh. that when you had it, you, um, you followed their trail. Yes. Yeah. Their trail. Yeah. And that great book I was referring to earlier about the um, history of the family road trip. I read that it was in 1911 at a AAA in New York, a, an, an adventurous motorist said, I want to go from New York to Florida. And of course, there was no one map that had a New York to Florida route on it. So the worker, the employee at AAA, cut a map, cut maps apart and put it together for the, the ad- adventurous motorist, adventuring motorist. And that is how the triptych was. The triptych um, was born. Yes, 1911. Wow. Oh, that's really interesting. 1911. Yeah. Can you imagine I, how long that would to get oh, from God. New York to Florida, literally, that's isn't that like the car you have to wind up at the front? <laughs> <laughs> you max out at twenty four miles per hour. Yes. Totally. Wow. Anyway, well, isn't that fun? Yeah, so fun. We have loved traveling down this highway of memories with all of you, and it's been really nice to do it without our dads all yelling at us to pipe down back there or <laughs> hold it until the next rest stop in eighty three miles. Hold it. I can't hold it. I actually can't right now, so we're going to wrap this up, girls. Um, But we want to end with a couple of really great memories from some Instagram comments that just gave us all the feels. We're going to start it with Sonic Glow Candles, who says, I have the best memories of road trips when I was young. Two-week summer vacations to the East Coast or Canada, camping with my parents and sisters. Remember those heavy canvas tents? Ugh, when it rained, we all got soaked. Fortunately, my parents purchased a pop-up camper in the mid-70s, and that made camping far more enjoyable. I remember each of us getting a couple packs of new comic books as well as Mad or Cracked magazines. Plus, I was always into horror movies, so I'd grab a copy of Fangoria or similar. 
we'd bring our Don or Barbie dolls, and I remember looking forward to stopping for a banana split or ice cream sundae because of those blue plastic boats that the sundaes were served in. After finishing our ice cream, we'd rinse and save the boats. Then, once at our campsite, we'd find the nearest creek, place our Don dolls in the boats, and watch them float downstream. Totally free range. We'd run off into the woods as soon as my parents set up camp, picking wild blueberries and exploring the areas around the campgrounds. I loved all of it. I just think that's just so retro. It's so pure. That is Mm -hmm. pure, pure fun. That's just that's just pure joy, pure fun. I wanted to I wanted to be her with that blue plastic boat, putting my Barbie in it and just Mm -hmm. sailing it down. That to me just just personifies the the road trip vacation it's freedom it's total oh, freedom it was so great mm-hmm. um and another one of our followers jilly smollett she shared this story with us my mom remarried when i was 10 and i got to go on the honeymoon we traveled oh in a chevy van with all the passenger seats removed <laughs> to make room for our camping gear my mom made curtains for all the windows out of fabric that looked like canyons I sat in a plaid. I'm sorry. I sat in a plaid <laughs> armchair with my dog. I know, but I'm this is the, the coolest fan. vision, you guys. Yeah, this is so great. We drove straight across Texas and Arizona to the Grand Canyon and around to Colorado. This was 1977, and shorts for men were truly short. Oh, I have some classic <laughs> pictures with my new dad in short shorts and white <laughs> knee socks with hiking boots. <laughs> I had my little cadet camera around my neck and my dog in my arms in every picture. Thank y'all for bringing back the memories. Well, I can yeah. picture the, they, they cleared out the inside of that van and they put an armchair in there. <laughs> an armchair. <laughs> A plaid one. It's so great. Can we talk about freedom? You know, you can't That's do that absolutely stuff anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Just too many rules. I mean, I'm they're for our safety that, um, and everything, but still. <laughs> but screw safety. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You guys, I'm afraid ye old road trip as we know it from our childhoods is a thing of the past. I agree. Right? With you've got Airbnbs and McDonald's and personal entertainment devices for each and every person and bottles of water for God's sake. I just I don't think there's any going back. But maybe we should try. What if we could plan a road trip like our parents did, with no reservations, a map, a cooler in the back, and a fistful of dollars for souvenirs? It might be kind of fun. But I'll let you use the air conditioning. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) We're doing it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a happy summer. And if you're a new listener and enjoy our conversations, remember that we have a back catalog of over 70 episodes on so many of our shared Gen X memories, like After School Specials, Schoolhouse Rock, KTEL Records, The Brady Bunch, and TV shows and movies and music we loved, and so much more. We sure hope that you'll listen. Yeah, and now, now, right now, is the most important part of this episode. Honestly, don't turn us off yet, because this is where we get to thank you for listening and for sharing our podcast with everyone you know. And if you really want to help, clicking those stars where you listen or writing a nice review would mean so much to us. Right, girls? That is so true. It does. And if you really want to take your support to the next level and help keep this podcast trucking, consider becoming a Patreon supporter. Our patrons get such fun and exclusive bonus content each month. You can check it all out by clicking the link in our show notes. 
clicking the link in our Instagram bio, or just go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and type our name in the search box. And today we are giving a special thank you shout out to patrons, Margaret, Stacy, Tracy, Christina, Stella, and Jennifer. Your support is what is keeping us talking. And that's actually a really good thing, despite what our fourth grade teachers thought. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and our husbands. <laughs> and our children. Right. They're so grateful to you that you're <laughs> providing this outlet for us. <laughs> In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast, courtesy of Jack and Janet and Chrissy hanging out on the Venice boardwalk. Two good times. Two happy days. To Little House on the Prairie. Cheers. Cheers. The information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to Carolyn, the Crushologist, and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, there is always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. We had a dream, we don't travel together. Spread a little love and it will keep moving on. Something always happens whenever we're together. We get a house.